Welcome. You're listening to the Think Like an Entrepreneur podcast because it turns out there's no such thing as a struggling entrepreneur. There are only business owners still operating from an employee mindset. I'm your host, business coach Katherine Morrison. Now let's dig in. Hello, hello. How was the day? It's funny. My husband edits these for me. He's a musician, so popping the intro and outro for him is super easy. And he recently pointed out to me that I often start these episodes by asking, how is the day? And that you guys probably think that's weird because it's not a common thing to say in America. And it's funny. It's like a small leftover saying I have in my brain from spending a year in Namibia, like over a decade ago. And I didn't even realize I was doing it in these episodes. But after college, I spent a year there as a volunteer teacher. And that was just the standard greeting for people. So I have so many fond memories of just sitting in the teacher's room, like hot African sun beating down on like the tin roof of these concrete block structures and sitting and grading papers and one of my Namibian colleagues would just walk in and greet me with that, just like a big smile and just asking like, how is the day? And so now I'm passing it on to you guys across the world from my time in a little village in Southern Africa. So that's super fun. But you didn't come here for story time, did you? Did you? <laughs> you came here for some business. So let's do this, shall we? Today we're going to talk about success compression. It's a topic I'm really passionate about, as it was something I was really committed to. I remember starting my business and going to networking events and just hearing people talk about how, you know, it just takes a really long time to get your business off the ground and it's just tough out there, like whatever the things were. I actually remember it was when the pandemic first hit and there's a networking group I'm part of in the city. And the head of the group just like started sending out all these messages about like, we're going to fall together. <laughs> and I was like, what? Why are we deciding ahead of time that we're going to fail? This is crazy. And so it was never something that I wanted to consider was that like my success would be outside of my control and outside of my hands. And I became really committed to being in the ether with other people who were committed to success no matter what, and being committed to doing extraordinary things. And I'm in my second year of business, and I'll create $300,000 this year with three little kids at home in 2020. And if you guys follow me on Instagram stories, you see all the crazy success my clients are having day after day. And if you haven't been following me there, what are you doing? so fun on there. So come say hi. And you can also head to my highlights on there to check out all of the awesome client success that my clients create in their work with me. The results defy what is considered normal. They defy what is average. And it's funny because I remember Googling around when I first started my business, like, what is the average rate of a business coach? Because I'd spent my entire nine to five career just adjusting to the average plugging my title and location into Glassdoor and seeing what it would spit out. But people don't go into entrepreneurship to be average. And it was important for me that my life be extraordinary. And I was willing to give up all of the stuff I had that looked pretty awesome on the outside for what I actually wanted on the inside. And it required me realizing 
that, you know, talking to all of these other business owners at networking events about how things were just going to be so hard and it was going to take a while to get things off the ground and all of that was just like, that was a story in their mind that they were then creating as their reality. And I could choose to believe it or not. Success compression requires intention and focus in your brain and your business. And I've broken it down into three key components, and they are the foundational three components that we will be covering in the mastermind so that you have a consistent, reliable, organic funnel. And that means you're generating a consistent number of sales calls from your marketing, and then you're able to consistently create clients from your sales calls. Because when you've got those things nailed, you have reliable income without needing ads. So the other thing I love, I see a lot of new people try to go into ads. I was an ad tech guys. You, you do not want to go into ads before you have a fully converting organic funnel or you are just setting your money on fire. Anyway, so in success compression, there's three elements that we combine together to create that. And these three elements together greatly compress your timeline. You 10x your results and you get on the most direct path to success. So let's dive in. First and foremost, you create an intentional identity as an entrepreneur, feeling really confident in your ability to create money on demand and show up as the person in the marketplace who is able to consistently generate opportunity for themselves. I've been thinking about this so much lately, what exists in the gap between the nine to five and the dream economy. And I've been thinking a lot about how many employees come out and start businesses, not only thinking like an employee in terms of like money and all, like so many of the things that other episodes have covered, right? But literally viewing themselves as someone who is just interchangeable. And if you think about it as an employee, it was your job to fit into the box of the cog that the company needed, right? So this exists in the criteria of the job listing, right? A bullet point list of the job role that you study. And then when in the interview, you then need to like have that bullet point list and you need to be able to demonstrate knowledge of it in the job interview. This is very much like good student, right? Like get the one right answer. Make sure you like speak to the bullet points. Your value is determined by plugging your job title and location into Glassdoor to see what people like you are being sold at. And when you dress up to go to the interview, you make sure you wear the right thing. So if you're in an industry like insurance or finance, your uniform likely involves a suit or crisp button downs. If you're a dude in tech, your uniform is a drawer full of t-shirts with different tech company logos on them. If you're a creative, like you're in graphic design or something, you're, you're taught to show a little pizzazz when you go in for the interview. Maybe a pop of color in your lipstick or a brighter colored shirt, but don't get too crazy. <laughs> Guys, I was a career coach when I first started my business. So if you can't tell my attitude about this, and honestly, I think it was like, I always wanted to be a business coach. I had spent my entire career in business, but it felt very out of integrity for me to start a business as a business coach, telling people that I knew how to help them make money when I'd never done that before. And so for my first $100,000, I was a career coach. And it was the type of work ended up so often being like helping someone into, okay, this is what the company is saying here. Let's get you coached into this. And it was really, I'm not sure if you could 
tell from listening to me on this podcast, but I hated it. So I'm glad to be here now, but I realized that like that brain pattern and that way that the brain has learned to create success in the nine to five is the opposite of what that is then needed in entrepreneurship. It's totally an example of like what got you here won't get you there because spending time fitting yourself into a box may have helped in your work as an employee, but it will kill your chances of running a successful business. I see so many new entrepreneurs come out and try to fit into a box, like whitewash themselves or their message. Um, You know, like how many health coaches do we need to see that are drinking green juice and doing yoga, right? Like, or, or they try to edit their posts for likes or whatever. And it's basically taking that same employee brain pattern we just talked about and running it in the business. And what that then creates when you're just trying to conform yourself into a box is it creates a commodity business. If you guys are on my Instagram stories, you already saw this the other day, but it was so genius. I was like, I got to bring it to the podcast. So economics 101, what is a commodity? A commodity is something a consumer views as very interchangeable with other goods of the same type. So like toilet bowl brushes, you likely don't have a brand preference. You just head to the store and buy whatever one is cheapest or pens, or sugar, or whatever. And when you're a commodity, you end up having to compete on price because you show up as being interchangeable with all the other people who are also showing up, conforming to some box, and doing the same type of work as you. And you know this is happening if you're getting onto sales calls and people let you know that you're one of many people that they're talking to, basically that they're interviewing you And the calls end with them letting you know that they'll let you know. And so in the mastermind, one of the first things we want to cover is your intentional identity creation as an entrepreneur. Figure out all the fucks that you still give that stand between where you are now and just surrendering to that part of you that started the business in the first place and clear them so that you can just show up online both as an expert, right? So that it's like very clear to everyone in your audience that you are the solution to their problem and being totally just unapologetically yourself. And the external results of that is the creation of a really powerful brand that isn't a commodity. It stands in a league of its own, which means you don't have to compete on price within your industry because you are not a commodity. When you are a business that is in a league of your own, And there's not like someone can just go hire someone else. It's because you are showing up in what you're unique, whether it's like your unique philosophy of the way that you do your craft, whether it's some uh, unique character trait that you pull into your business and it's like infused over everything, right? There's like something about you that's going to make people stop the scroll. And here's the thing, guys. It's a little bit noisy on the internet. So you want to make sure that you're able to have something that stops the scroll. And everyone has that because each one of us is an individual, right? And adding the mindset piece here is the difference between the business owner with the nine to five brain that has the slick branding and the polished website and is making no money and the entrepreneur that is a really strong revenue generator. Super slick branding shoot photos, totally optional. Seriously guys, I have professional photos now, but you can scroll back on my Instagram I was at like twenty or $30,000 months still posting photos of myself just using my iPhone and a camera timer. 
the mindset piece here is so much more important than the external vanity markers. And I want to pause here and address anybody who's wondering what it even means, like intentional identity creation as an entrepreneur. It's interesting, right, that we think our identity is somehow fixed, that we're born with it. And I was trying to think of a good example to show how learned identity is. And I think culture is such a perfect example of this. Like, guys, Germans do not come out of the womb having a really strict and regimented, punctual relationship with time. It's not like you're born within the coordinates of Germany and you suddenly get the punctual gene. Germans just have a very regimented, strict relationship with the clock that is learned as a cultural value. And that learned value encourages a specific behavior repeated over and over and over again of being punctual, which then creates an entire population of people with an extremely strong identity of being on time, of being very precise with the clock. And another one I'm like extremely passionate about is like how strongly women are socially conditioned. I mean, I know that we've got worldwide listeners. I think this is a little bit of a worldwide problem, but I'll just speak to what I know in America. Like it was a couple months ago, but I remember my daughter was playing with her brother and she basically said something at the time, like that girls were supposed to be quiet or that girls weren't supposed to do something. And like, I wish you could have seen my face. I was just casually doing something in the room, but I was like, what in the world? Right? Like she's in a, in a home with like a pretty feminist mom, but it's so strong, whether it's from the shows that they're watching or the things that they're hearing, like kids are like sponges and they just pick this stuff up. And we think that it's like kind of innocuous, the little princess shows, but then you think about if we follow this like dot, 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 and we look at then what happens with women when they go into the workforce. I was just on Instagram stories raging about this yesterday, but I started to notice as a career coach that women would not apply for a job unless they met 100% of the criteria ahead of time. And studies show that men will apply to the same roles when they just are at 60%. Like men are just taught like it's fine, whatever. And women have been socially conditioned to just count themselves out, right? That's not like a thing, like there's some inherent gene in there. That's very strong social conditioning. And so for people who think that, it's like, that's kind of weird that I can just like decide who I am on purpose. I would counter that it's kind of weird that you would want to keep like everyone else's shitty beliefs running in your head if they're not helping you get to your goal, right? Identity is just your current set of thoughts and behaviors that have been repeated over and over and over again enough times that you've begun to glue them to your sense of self, And so when you've gone through a school system that was training you to come into the workforce as an employee, and then you worked within a system as an employee, coming into entrepreneurship is like dropping off a German in Jamaica and wondering why they're having so much trouble adjusting to the super relaxed island time. So in the mastermind, I've created an entire process to bring up all of the old employee stuff, all of the old money stuff clear it, and insert new intentional thinking and behaviors that align with the results you want to create as an entrepreneur to solidify yourself in an entirely new identity. And I think of this piece, identity creation, as going deeply hand in hand with the next piece, which is value creation. And what we focus on in the mastermind is the ability to create a marketing and sales process that provides so much value in the marketplace that people are eager to pay you. Because guys, 
the most valuable thing people can do is hire you. If people are just sitting around scrolling through your free crap, they're not going to get the results that they want. They need to hire you to get that, right? So we work on value creation as part of that process. And you're never then wondering if it's going to work because you know it's working. And you're never guessing if you're talking to the right person because you know exactly who you're speaking to. You never wonder if your ideal client wants to buy what you're selling because you understand your unique value proposition in the marketplace and you can clearly, confidently speak to it. And in order to have really amazing value creation, we're going to do the work of getting to know exactly who your person is, exactly what the most delicious solution for them is and why, and really defining why what you're selling is the perfect thing for them. You want your person to drop into your stuff and think like, oh my gosh, where has this person been my whole life? You want them to drop in and for you to demonstrate so clearly that you're an expert and your solution is what they need that they momentarily wonder if there's any way you've somehow installed an Amazon Alexa into their brain to read their thoughts because you're so clued into them. This is crucial because when you have this level of skill, you don't need to grow some crazy big audience. You just need to choose your battle cry and get really noisy on the internet about it. You just need to be really easy to find and then so good for your ideal person that you're impossible to ignore. And when you have those two pieces nailed, being an entrepreneur in your bones and having the ability to clearly, concisely speak in a way that is compelling to your people, you never worry about how you're going to do it anymore because you recognize you're the wizard and you just point the wand anywhere you want to create money. So basically, the mastermind is alchemy school for wizards, a modern day Hogwarts. So get your Quidditch ball, people. Let's go. Which brings us to the third and final thing, which is basically the magic that sits over top of all of it. And those are the entrepreneurial skills of observation and evaluation. I really think entrepreneurship at its finest, at its simplest, is just observation followed by creativity, followed by evaluation, rinse and repeat. And as I was thinking about how to best explain this, my friend Hutch came to mind. My friend Hutch is a sommelier, which is a fancy word for a wine dude. And look, I can tell a Cabernet Sauvignon from a Pinot Noir, but when I hang out with my friend Hutch, that dude can take one sip of a wine and tell you what varietal of wine it is. And not just what varietal it is, but what country it came from. And not just what country it came from, but what region in the country it's from. And not just what region in the country it's from, but whether the soil was rocky or not. And whether the weather that season was cool and damp or sunny and dry. From a totally blind sip, having never looked at the bottle or the label, my friend Hutch can tell you with that level of detail and precision what is happening with the wine. Then think of this. The average American wine drinker consumes three gallons of wine per year. The average American wine drinker consumes three gallons of wine per year and literally is no smarter about what they're drinking today than they were five years ago. They drink and drink and drink and never learn anything. They can't tell you what they're drinking without looking at the label. 
And to be super clear, that's not a problem, right? Like many wine drinkers are not like gunning to be sommeliers. But this analogy is important because if you carry the same type of way of being into your business, it's extremely problematic. So when you think about a business owner that keeps their employee brain, they run their business like the wine drinker that has to look outside at the label, the bottle to know what they're doing. And this basically means rather than binging alcohol, like an alcoholic wine drinker would, they binge content. They binge a ton of webinars. They're looking for gurus. They're like every single Facebook ad that gets served to them, right? They're like, okay, like what's the thing? They voraciously consume, constantly putting thoughts from other people into their brains and spend very little time as an entrepreneur using their own brain to critically think, observe, trust themselves to look in the marketplace and come up with a totally unique, innovative solution. You never want to run your business like the American wine drinker, doing the same things over and over again and never improving or growing, right? It, and like, it's fine if it was just some kind of hobby, but if you're trying to make money, you don't want to be the average American wine drinker in your business because that's not entrepreneurship, right? Trying to follow a bunch of blueprints and formulas is literally the opposite of entrepreneurship, which requires your ability to look at the marketplace, your industry, society, and see things that nobody else sees, to see solutions that nobody else does. And you're not able to even turn your head in that direction when you're looking at the world through an employee identity that makes you think you need somebody else to tell you what to do, that you need a bunch of online courses and gurus and blueprints and tactics. That's not what we do in the mastermind. In the mastermind, you become the sommelier of your business. You gain the ability to look at your content and identify exactly what's resonating with your audience, exactly what's off if it's not converting, and you have a plan for what you'll do differently. If you find yourself unable to address an objection on a sales call, you have the ability to unwind exactly what that is and determine what will happen next time without ever having to watch a training to figure it out. You gain the ability to not only observe yourself and observe how that's showing up within your marketing and sales process, but to also observe your clients with the level of precision that a sommelier takes with a sip of wine. You gain the ability to evaluate these things with the same level of depth and clarity that a sommelier does when they have a single sip of wine and can tell you all of that information, right? For a lot of my clients, they are really good at their craft, right? So maybe you're like a coach and you know your coaching skills are badass or a photographer and you understand the level of professionalism and, and craft that you bring to the table, right? But there's like this extra piece and it's the business piece, right? It's the entrepreneurship piece. This mastermind is designed for the entrepreneurship piece of it all. And in building your business, this is going to mean having a lot of things not generate the exact result you want the first time out of the gate and then honing your ability to see exactly why and what you need to tweak to get what you want. You compress your success when you observe and study what's happening in your business each week so that you don't ever end up with a groundhog day repeating the same thing that's not working, like getting the same objection on sales calls again and again, or you know, having someone in your messaging, right? Like they reach out and they're like, oh, your stuff is great, but then they don't they like don't book sales calls, right? 
if something happens one time, it's a fluke. But if you're seeing the same thing coming up again and again and again, that's like breaking up your marketing, converting into sales calls or your sales calls converting into clients, right? If it's a pattern, the one thing that is the same is you. So we want to look at you and what needs to change to make that consistently converting. Which is really, when you've heard me talk about how arbitrary time is, this is what I'm talking about. You don't earn your success through clocking in a ton of hours every week. That is like one of the biggest lies I see, that you just need to put an elbow grease and grind. It kills me when I see business owners online doing this, trying to follow some formula of the last webinar they watched and posting like six times a day at specific times because someone told them it's good for the algorithm. And to be super clear, the mastermind is not a get-rich-quick scheme, but it's going to challenge your brain to think at a higher level than you've ever challenged it to before, because that is what creates incredible results in less time. That is entrepreneurial thinking. It's the process of learning to get bigger results in less time through intention and focus. And when you have decided who you are on purpose as an entrepreneur, and cleared out all the fucks you have standing between you and just stepping fully into that, then marketing and selling to your person becomes fun and easy, and hitting your income goals becomes such a fulfilling external marker of all the internal growth you've gone through. So there we have it, my friends. Identity creation, value creation, and observation and evaluation. The three elements of success compression. So listen up. This is the final week to get on the early access list for spots in the mastermind. This is what's going to happen. (laughs) If you're listening in real time, this is what's going to happen. If you're listening like years later, then you just need to go to my website and check out when the next enrollment of the mastermind is. But if you are listening to this right now in October 2020, you have until the end of day this Friday to get yourself on the early access list. And applications will open to you guys on the early access list next Monday, October 19th at 9 a.m. Eastern. Applications will be considered in the order in which they're received. So if you're feeling a little catness about this, I would set an alarm and be by your email at that time. Now, applications will be considered as they're received, but I'm also curating a room for best fit, which means I am screening for the people who are committed to this work. If you are a first-time business owner who has left your 9-to-5 and is in the process of scaling to your desired income, or you are still in your 9-to-5 and scaling, this is designed for you. This is for you if you're signing a handful of clients, but it seems kind of spotty, and you want to generate consistency and income growth. This room is for people who are dedicated to full-time entrepreneurship. So this is not for people who are looking to stay at, like, that side hustle, like one, two, three K months, right? We are, this room is going to move fast. And so I'm looking for people who are ready to show up for themselves and apply the coaching to guarantee their results. So we will see. Given the number of people currently on early access, I'm not sure that it'll even ever go out to the public. So if you are interested, I would make sure that you go get your name on the list today at www.katherinemorsoncoaching.com forward slash mastermind. And set your alarm for next Monday, 9 a.m. Eastern. I will see you all on the other side.